listeners i'm still happy i'm still in the mood because it was our anniversary on monday the 15th we are still celebrating it's the anniversary week actually and thank you so much our listeners for being part of our party for celebrating with us and we just glorify the name of the lord um those are beautiful sounds of travis cottrell spirit rise yes it's never by our might or by our power but by the power of the holy spirit Thank you once again, our dear listeners, for always purposing to listen to my story, your story, every Sunday at 9 p.m. UK time. And we just um, thank the Lord for you everywhere in London and all everywhere. May the Lord bless you and those who had birthdays in the week. Happy birthday to you. We have Mrs. Mikando Rona. She was one of our guests on my story, story on Mother's Day. It was your birthday on Monday. You're celebrating with us, G24 Radio. Happy birthday to you. Uh, so we don't want to take a lot of time. Before we continue, my story story is brought to you by Reinforced Recruitment Limited. They offer recruitment of local and international healthcare workers to the United Kingdom, Poland, Slovakia, Bulgaria, Lithuania, Germany, and they also do student recruitment to the United Kingdom. If you need their contact details, you can reach them via info at reinforcedrecruit.com. Or their telephone number is 0208050571. Or their mobile is 
0374-225-1403. Yes, we are here for you. This is a very beautiful Sunday evening that we have. And we promised, actually, we promised you that we have another powerful guest today. And just do one thing. Don't even get distracted because you're going to be inspired. Don't forget, it's your healing hour tomorrow with Mama Stepping Stones. And also Great Commission Church is inviting you. The women, actually, this is for the women on their women's breakfast, which is taking place on the 29th of this month, May. And to be starting from 11 a.m. The address is 102 Longbridge Road, Barking. And the postcode is IG118SF. So I don't want to take a lot of time. So um, right now I would want to welcome our guest to say hello to you and introduce himself. You're welcome, Ruben. Hello, it's great to be here. Uh, my name's Ruben. I am from a place a little bit further from than London. It's from Liverpool, up in the northwest. Uh, married with three children, and it's a real privilege to be here this evening. We thank the Lord. We have Ruben in the studio, and Ruben is working for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Ruben's utmost passion is to see others come to know the hope Amen. found yeah. in Jesus Christ and see the church find their voice to courageously proclaim the gospel. Ruben, you're going to tell That's us, correct. you're going to give us that Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit hard, I think, in London, I don't know, political correctness, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and you also, you love football. <laughs> love football, love running. So the listeners who love football, Ruben is here. <laughs> love Liverpool. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. And Ruben is not just... Um, doing evangelism and working for Billy Graham um, as an evangelistic association, but he's also an author. He's the author of the book called The Introverted um, the Introverted Evangelist. Evangelist. <laughs> yes, I was looking for that one. Introverted Evangelist. So, uh, Robin. Yes. What do you mean by that, Introverted Evangelist? I think for many Christians, there's a perception when it comes to evangelism that everyone has to be an extrovert in their personality in the sense that they have to swing from the chandeliers at the parties, they have to have the gift of the gab, they need to always want to talk Same, on me. the front line, <laughs> you know? And this whole book is really saying that's not the case. God is not just calling extroverts to share the gospel, but he's calling the whole body of Christ. I always say that each and every one of us were called to share our faith, we're called to be witnesses. And so this book is really written for those that may be a bit shy, maybe a little a little bit more quieter spoken, um, but it's encouraging them to say, hey, you've got a call as well and you can preach the gospel and you can see many people come to Jesus as you rely on the Holy Spirit and step out in boldness. Wow, because to go out there and tell the gospel is, is a little bit... It can be scary. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Giving yeah. God's leaflets. I'm welcoming you to church and they're giving you this kind of attitude. Sure. And you're like, no, I think this is for... Just the specific. Yeah, <laughs> and especially like you get so many people that will step out and they will go out on the streets and they'll give the leaflets out of the tracks and they'll have a bad experience. And then they'll think, well, I'm never going to do that again because it's just not my calling or my gifting. I can see people going, <laughs> yeah, me, me. I've been there. And I think that actually one of the things that we need to get over is seeing evangelism as success when someone says a prayer. 
because we always make it about the salvation prayer and that's important. But actually, when we go out, even if there's a bad response, we're sowing seeds and we don't know what the Holy Spirit will do with that. And I have many stories of where it looked like a bad experience, but people came to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior many days later or many weeks or months later. And so we all, as I said, have a part to play and everyone can step out and see God do amazing things through their lives. So do you believe everyone has to go out there or you can do evangelism in, in, in other way apart from going outside? Yeah, <laughs> I think we shouldn't be fearful of going outside. I wouldn't say that preaching on the street corner is the most successful way of evangelizing. I have many friends that will do that and they're very good at that. Sometimes they'll get me to do that. And I think it's good that all of us as Christians are confident to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to step outside my comfort zone and do this. But we know statistically the best form of evangelism is friendship evangelism, where we come alongside people in our everyday life, whether they're family members or work colleagues or parents at the school gates. And we intentionally look to come alongside them. We don't see them as projects, but we love them. We care for them. We help them. And we also are confident enough to share the good news of Jesus Christ with them. So I wouldn't say that everyone is necessarily called to the streets, uh, but it's something that we can do as well. Yeah, actually, even as the radio, we are doing evangelism. Yes. <laughs> we are reaching to people out there in the houses, everywhere, on the trains and everything. And um, in your book, um, the prologue, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it related to... To, I mean, to the book. I wanted to when I wrote I the book. Imagine you, you imagine I mean, me that, running I from like the way you brought up. <laughs> I mean, um, you came up with an idea. That, um, that is coming. <laughs> that is coming. <laughs> I just I wanted to draw people in so if you do get the book you can find it on Amazon I wanted to really settle the scene and make people comfortable with who I am so I just shared a funny story the whole book is full of just vulnerable stories of mm-hmm. who I am I, th- I feel that in the Christian world sometimes we can have this perception that we have to hide um those things that aren't necessarily the best things about us. And so when you hear someone on the platform, you think that they've got it all together. And the reality is we're all growing, we're all learning, we're all being conformed to the image of Christ. So even with that beginning story, a lot of people will read it and they'll like it and they'll laugh, but they'll go, what What has that got to do with evangelism? And you may have to just buy the book if you want to hear exactly what happens. But in part, I'm being chased with friends across a town um, (laughs) by a gang. Um, but really when we escaped this gang, we got such a thrill and then we went back all summer to try and get chased by this gang again. And I kind of draw in that that can be what evangelism is like. We're often afraid and we're fearful and we would never want to be a part of it. But then when we see someone give their life to Jesus, it's like, oh, why would I want to do anything else? You get a real buzz for it and you say, this is what I'm going to give my life to. Not that I gave my life to being chased by gangs through the streets of Liverpool, but (laughs) it was fun. (laughs) No, that makes sense actually because um, that that takes us to the book, chapter five, Mm -hmm. that uh, it talks about, you mentioned something like embracing the uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yes. So, because you wrote something like, when you hear from God, you have learned to jump first and question later. Yes. So when you bring that prologue and mm. and what you just said now. So what do you say to us? What do you mean by that? 
I would say that each and every one of us as Christians, we need to embrace the uncomfortable. I would say that if we're going through life as Christians comfortable, we probably aren't growing as God intends us to grow because he wants to stretch us. He wants to mold us. As I said before, he wants to make us more like himself. Uh, We're to be conformed to the image of Christ, as I said. And we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, one of his names is the Comforter. And I would ask the question, how can the Holy Spirit comfort a Christian who is never uncomfortable? And there are many things that we can do to step outside of our comfort zone for the Lord. It's not just evangelism, but oftentimes it's when we're looking to share our faith that we're most uncomfortable, especially when we're living in a world that's so... um, countercultural to the message that we proclaim and so it's important that as we do that and we step out and we preach that we're putting ourselves in that position where the holy spirit can work in and through our lives and make us more like him that's really true because um sometimes we feel like you know it's like because you mentioned something when you just give your life to christ yes. and then you feel like it's going to be bed of roses yes <laughs> And then it's the opposite. Yeah. You're like, God, I gave my life to you. And I was expecting everything's just going to work out. And it's not that. Yeah. So how do you encourage people to, how, how can someone know this is uncomfortable, but it's the will of God? Yeah, I think naively when I was growing up as a young Christian, I would just presume that nothing would ever go wrong, that I had this spiritual bubble around me and God would protect me from everything. And that is so unbiblical because as we read scriptures, Jesus actually says you will face persecution, you will face trials. When you uh, read some of the parables, and I think just of the parable of the man that built his house on sand and the man who built his house on the, the rock, the storms of life, the storms came down on both of them. And so we can't lie to ourselves and tell ourselves that following Jesus means that we'll never face adversity. The reality is that we will, but that adversity can either be a stumbling block or it can be a stepping stone. And so I think we have an opportunity anytime we face anything difficult in our lives, we can say, God, how I know, according to Romans eight twenty eight that you're going to use this for your good. But how can I use this to grow? How can I use this to share my faith with others? How can I use this to be a witness to the world around me? I don't know if that answered the question, but um, I think we should always see, and we don't want to do it in a narcissistic kind of way, but when trials come our way, we can embrace them in the sense to say, what is God going to teach me through this? So we don't have to look at them as... um uh, no, I think that devil is fighting me. Yeah. <laughs> but we see, look at it as you no, know, God is training me. God is building my spiritual muscles. Yeah, that's I how, think. That's why. And I think it. it. Yeah, and I think it's mm. a bit of both because we have a real enemy. You know, Jesus said the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you may have life. But God is victorious over the enemy. So through everything, we know that we have the victory in Christ Jesus. And so we can have the mindset of I'm not going to live defeated, but I'm going to walk through this with the help of my Savior. When you think of Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And it goes on to say, you will be with me. You are with me. So we know whatever we go through, He's with us. I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they're in the fire. God God doesn't put out the fire. He sends the boys into the fire, but it says there's a fourth man in the fire. And he allows them to go into the fire. And his name is Jesus, yeah. But what is it? They come out not even smelling of smoke. 
you know, and I believe that we can go through trials in our life. We want to be real. We want to be authentic, but we can come out the other side, not even smelling of smoke. People say, well, there's something different about how you handled that because it would have sent me sideways. And you can say, well, it's because I have hope in Jesus Christ and he is my firm foundation. So when that storm does come, I'm grounded in him. And that's the difference. That's pretty, um, what you said is very, very important because I think when you're still a baby, as a Christian, you feel like, no, this is, I'm not supposed to go through this. But as you mature yes. as a Christian, then you you're know. You're very, very right, yes. That, uh, no, no, actually, God is doing it for, for, because I love him, he's doing it for my good. Mm. And so you're passionate about evangelism. Yes. You're working with um, the Billy Graham Evangelistic yes. Association. Um, did, you, did you ever dream of doing this or what inspired <coughs> you? It's, it's an amazing story, really, and I've just learned through my life to just give everything over to God. I don't do that all the time. Sometimes I hold things really tightly, and I shouldn't, but I've been working for the ministry now for just over nine years. I'm 33, nine years. so I started when I was 24, and Billy Graham released his final ever sermon, in a sense, to the UK church, and it was called The Cross, and it was filmed at his home in North Carolina, and it was given out in the form of a DVD. And back then it was 2014 and I was just working at the Apple store, you know, the computer store. And I had finished university and my plan was to be a teacher. I wanted to be a school teacher. I wanted to teach. I wanted to teach. I wanted to be a role model to children that didn't have role models. That was my heart. And I always felt God calling me to ministry. I was involved in pastoring the young people at our church and those kind of things. But I've always believed that your life is your ministry. It's not about a pulpit. It's not about a platform. It's about just walking out every day, representing Jesus and making him known. And so I thought, well, this is what God is calling me to. And then just through a number of different situations, I was pouring my heart out to God and people were speaking prophetically into my life that didn't know what I was going through. And I knew that actually, as much as I wanted to do this, it wasn't what God had for me. So I cancelled the PGC study and I laid it down and I'm thinking, I'm getting married in a few months. Lord, what do you want from me? I want, at the end of that, I loved working at Apple, but it was just retail. It was minimum wage. I was thinking, I want to grow a family. What's the next step? And then within three weeks, the Lord just laid this opportunity uh, in front of me of just uh, just working part-time for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, being in a sense a DVD salesman, going around to churches, giving them that gospel film. And then it grew from there. So it's a privilege. Well, that's how it started. That's how it started. And since then, it's just been a privilege to now work full-time and uh, just work in what we call our crusade department or festivals where we just equip the church to preach the gospel and we gather the saints to invite their friends to hear the message of Jesus Christ and see many people come come into a relationship and, with um, Jesus. I'm really amazed um, by what you're doing and the stuff that's in behind that Billy Graham is actually dead, mm. but you f- you make us feel like he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> the legacy lives on. How do you do it? I think in part, it's the legacy that he's left across the world and in this nation. It's amazing to me when I will go and speak at churches and anyone over a certain age, first of all, many people, even the youngest of the young have heard of Billy Graham. He's probably preached to more people than any other in the world today. And I'll say who here was at a Billy Graham event and you'd see at least half, three quarters of the congregation put their hands up. And we hear that in Mission England, for example, in 19, 
in the mid-1980s, over a million people went through turnstiles in football stadiums across the UK to hear the gospel, and hundreds of thousands of people made decisions. I remember in, in the 60s, it was my grandparents that made this, a decision to follow Jesus, and so wherever I go, there's a legacy that's been left. And I think of that scripture where Jesus says, um, when one sinner repents, the whole of heaven will rejoice. And that is so true. But I believe that heaven sees the bigger picture, even in our own lives, that when heaven rejoices, when the angels rejoice, it's because they see of the lives that will be changed through that one person giving themselves to God, if that makes sense. And so I think of the, the greater legacy that Dr. Graham left. And it wasn't just those that came through the turnstiles, but it was the families, the families. that went beyond that. And so mm. with that, we've just stayed focused on the call to preach the gospel. We don't deviate from that. We don't get fancy. We're just here to preach the message that saves and that will always remain the same. It will never change. And so when we come in, yes, it may not be Billy Graham now, it may be Franklin Graham, his son, but it's the Franklin, message is the same and it's the same Holy like Spirit. Still, you still hear, we always feel like Billy Graham is still alive. Yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, I think those people are not Christian and they don't know about him. They, they may not even know that he's dead already. Mm. But um, God bless you for that great work you're doing. Thank you. So have you um, faced any oppositions? Yeah, it's, it's natural because, first of all, Jesus said we'll face opposition. And, you know, when we live in the nation that we live in, in the Western world, I guess it's culturally, there's a lot of things that we believe as Christians that are deemed as unacceptable. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall it's set okay. you free. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So straight away, even with that scripture, you're going to face opposition. As Christians, we need to be comfortable with that. We can preach the truth in love, but we need to recognize that there are not a million ways to God. It's not your truth and my truth and this truth in the middle. No, there's one truth and it's Jesus Christ. And that will bring a divide, that will bring a separation. And so as we preach the gospel, there will naturally be opposition. We say that, that God does not want us to live in sin. Jesus came to die upon a cross so that we could be forgiven and freed from that sin and we could live unto him. And so we live in a world as the world has always been where people are happy in their sin. And so some Sometimes that again can be, well, what are you, are you calling me? You know, you, are you judging me this and that? And we're saying, look, we love you. God loves you. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die upon a cross. But the reality is we have to repent. We have to turn from our sin and run after Jesus. And so naturally we're used to opposition, but most Christians should be. And actually, speaking of that, um, there's a story. Uh, my, one of my, my, actually our senior pastor encountered um, two men coming okay. to the church mm -hmm. and telling them about Christ. And then yes. they didn't want to know anything. They just said, for me, I'm going to hell and I'm happy to go to hell. And I don't want, I mean, they felt like they've sinned mm. a lot. How do you handle that situation? In terms of you have you have people you that have just aren't interested even that are there, have they encountered yes. the Lord, did you say? No, no, they don't know Christ. Okay. So you're trying to tell them about Christ and they feel like, I don't, I'm, I, I've done a lot they feel condemned. Sure. So I think there's a lot of different angles you can take when you preach the gospel. For some people, it's sharing that there's a hope in Jesus Christ. Some people may be down and out and they just need to know that there's a God who has a purpose for their life and loves them. I like to say that we all have a God-shaped hole in our heart that only he can fill. 
And so you're taking that angle for other people. There are many that are living the high life and they've got everything they want. They've got the big house. They've got the job. Everything they don't think okay. everything's okay. They say, well, <laughs> they why, would like I, they want God. Say, why would I want Jesus? And you're going, well, he'll satisfy your soul. They'll get, they're going, well, I'm already satisfied. You, have all money. you know, and then in, in that essence, you're always wanting to preach the, the full gospel to everyone, but you're wanting to say, well, actually you need to get right with God because there's the reality of eternal life and you are dead in your sin. You've embraced death. You That's need to true. release that and embrace life, embrace Jesus and turn from your sin because there is a judgment to come. And you're still sharing that in love, but you're talking about it doesn't matter if you have all the things, you still need forgiveness. And so there are many ways, and unfortunately, we we see it in Scripture. It amazes me in Acts, I believe it's Acts, it's Acts chapter 2, just after the Holy Spirit falls. So Jesus, he's risen from the dead. He's appeared to over 500. So people have seen him walking around. They've eaten with him. They've talked with him. The Holy Spirit has descended on those disciples in the upper room. Peter goes out and he preaches the gospel. And we read that thousands make that decision to repent and turn to Christ. But at the same time, if you read those scriptures, you see that it says that there were many in that crowd that decided, nah, not interested. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like <laughs> Jesus has just risen from the dead. Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit. Can but there were still people that? in that moment that said, I'm not interested. And that's okay. I think one of the issues the church has is we think like that couple that you talked about, we think, oh, well, they're not interested. So we better change the message to make it appealing. And then they'll come in and then we'll mm. win them as a convert. Mm. But what are we winning them to? Because it's not Christianity, if that makes sense. And so we want to preach the undiluted gospel. That's some will yes. respond and say yes. Some will respond and say no. But the truth is, and this is where we mess it up as Christians, we need to recognize that our responsibility is just to be faithful and preach the message and non-tools it's the holy to spirit things. to change the heart mm, we're so not we, after numbers yeah we're not after numbers and when we make it about numbers but we mess this thing is. up we have to trust that god is the one that takes care of the growth that opens the blind eyes we just need to be faithful in yeah. preaching the message mm. that he's called us to preach and leave the results up to god amen yes because uh, it's, it gets so challenging when it comes to evangelism mm. it gets so challenging and you're wondering oh how am I going to do this? Or some of them, yes. you, you go to them and then they like, they start preaching to you instead. <laughs> but I was touched by the, by the story you told um, when you preached to an atheist, when you were still working with Apostle. Yeah. And then finally he came back to you and he had given oh, his life to Christ. That encouraged me so much because in the past I would have tried to share the gospel with my friend and if he didn't receive it, I would have stopped. And I learned a valuable lesson because I would go into work and I would always be very open about my faith. They knew in there that I was a Christian. And actually, thinking about Apple, they were very good with me. Sometimes I'd be praying with customers. And with someone customers would... With and customers. They could, they could yeah. allow that. They, they, well, that's what I mean. They allowed it. They said, oh, that's just Reuben. Just <laughs> let, let Reuben do what Reuben wants to do. I was always very wise in what I did. The favor of God and the grace of God. Thank wow. you. I had one time, you know, when I was taking one of the customers up in a lift. And I just sensed the Lord just give me a word for him. And I shared it. And he just broke down into tears. And we were able to just spend time. But with this friend that I worked with, he was an atheist. He was very anti-God, anti-Jesus, anti-everything to do with religion. And we had a good relationship, so I like to say we would banter. And I think sometimes as Christians, we can take ourselves too seriously and we get offended too easily. And it's like we shouldn't be offended at people all the time because mm. the reality is their eyes haven't been opened so they don't see the truth that we so see we so we should that. take them yes. on a journey and so I would share my faith I would share what Jesus did at church on the Sunday and what I was all these kind of things and he would just laugh and he would mock and sometimes people would say go a bit far and I remember one time we were in the 
uh, in the staff room and he was really going at me going you just believe a load of nonsense Ruben and the manager called me into the office and he said Ruben are you okay like do you want us to reprimand him speak to him I said no it's fine we're friends it's it's okay but anyway I left after a while to go full-time with the Billy Graham Association and he left shortly after and it was just before COVID he got in touch with me out of the blue on Instagram and he just said, Ruben, I've been traveling. I've been in Argentina. You need to know I've given my life to Jesus. And I just got, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, you're winding me up because this guy was That's as far as you could imagine. And we met up in person and we just shared and talked. And he was just ve- really vulnerable and honest. And he said, like, I just had this encounter and people were sharing with me in Argentina. And he said, I'll never forget that you never stopped God, sharing. Great. Even when I made fun of you, he said, I'm so sorry. I said, don't apologize. But he said, if you didn't do that, I don't know where I would have been now. Mm. And I don't think he knew what he was saying, but I think that's a message to the church just to never give up. And in love, just continue to sow those seeds, whether it's family members, maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking my, my children are far from God. And I just say, just keep praying, keep sowing, keep loving. And you just don't know what the Lord will do with that. Amen. Amen. That's so true. Um, we're going to have a break, but before we do so, our dear listeners, those who have just tuned in, we have Robin in the studio. Robin works with um, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and is here to encourage us how to spread the gospel and to give our lives to Christ and also spread Christ to the world out there. So when we come back, Robin is going to tell us about the God Loves You Tour that impacted lives last year and we have it this same year so stay tuned and enjoy that beautiful sounds of champion by bethel featured by dante you're listening to g24 radio streaming live to your favorite device on g24radio.com and on our mobile app g24 radio inspiring lives building smiles
Those are beautiful sounds of uh, Bethel and Dante, champion. Christ Jesus is our champion. Thank you once again, our listeners, for listening in to G24 Radio London. Don't forget to follow us on our social media handles. Or you search for G24 Radio London. And then also follow us, share, spread the love. And also, my story, your story is every Sunday at 9 p.m. UK time, brought to you by Rainforest Recruitment Limited. Don't forget, every Wednesday... We have the Love Lane, which starts at 8 p.m. to 10, and then the Reclaim Moment. That is every morning at 6.30 a.m. Command your morning with Pastor Henry Mokisa. So thank you once again for listening to G24 Radio. We are here for you. And today in the studio, we have Robin. And Robin, I mean, we're just blessed by Robin. Robin works with Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. His passion is to tell the gospel, to spread the mm. word of, to spread Christ out there. Not, he has gone through challenges as I'm um, doing the work of the Lord, but he's still here. And he has told us before into the break, do not give up. For the parents, you feel like you're praying for your, your children and you're still not where you want them to be. Keep praying. Amen. Don't give up. In the right time, God will do what you cannot do. So now we're back, Robin. Thank you once again for coming to well, my Thank story you for story. having me. And so today we want to know about the God Loves You Tour. What is it about, briefly? It's an amazing event that is being held in London for the gospel to be preached and proclaimed to see many people come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. So last year, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association put on a tour around the UK. So we're in Liverpool, in Sheffield, in Cardiff and in London and thousands upon thousands came out to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And this is very much a festival atmosphere. And so we invite Christians, but we don't just want it to be a Christian event. We invite Christians to invite those that don't know Jesus. And we just have a party. We have the likes of, so in August, on August 26th, we'll have the Newsboys, we'll have CeCe Winans, we'll also have Michael W. Smith, and then Franklin Graham will preach the gospel and there'll be an opportunity to respond. And so we'll be at the Excel Center. It starts at 6 p.m. and we're very excited for all that God's going to do. Yeah, last year I was part of um, the God Loves You tour with my yes. friend and it was I felt like I was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> Especially uh, Michael W. Smith bringing out those songs. Mm. I felt the atmosphere. Amen. I just said and the people out there and I was amused and amazed by the crowd that came in front. Actually I could see that on TV when I yes. watched Billy Graham and I was like, I'm just seeing this with my own eyes. It was, it was amazing. How, so, how, what do you do? I mean, to what, what, what do you do to to have that kind of success? Yeah. So for us, and this has been since the Billy Graham days, since the '50s, the '60s. Our desire is not, as I said, to just have a Christian events because the reality is, if we get the right people in, the right musicians, it's very easy to fill a venue with Christians. 
But what we want to do is we want to empower the church. We want to Mm. equip the church. We want to leave a lasting legacy as Dr. Graham did. And so in the lead up for a long time, we will work with churches. We'll put on evangelism training. We call it the Christian Life and Witness course. If there's anyone listening that would like this held in their church, we can deliver that for free. And it's where we just get to the basics. We look at what it means to follow Jesus, how we can live an effective Christian life, how we can be an effective witness and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? And then we encourage people to be an Andrew. And what that means is there's a story in the Gospels of the disciple Andrew. The first thing that he did when he encountered Jesus was he went and got his brother Simon Peter and he said, I've met the Messiah. Come with me to meet him. And in the same way, we say, you're an Andrew. You can be an Andrew. You can simply bring someone along to the event to encounter Jesus and hear the gospel. And so our hope and our desire is after that equipping and through much prayer that many people will come and they'll give their lives to Jesus and their lives will never be the same again and um i wasn't when you say that uh, the people who gave their lives to christ were mostly the young ones yes it was so encouraging encouraging. and it shows that god's doing something amongst Mm. the younger generation we saw over 800 people respond to the gospel in london alone and 41 percent of those so just under half of those that went forward were under the age of 25 and so that for me is brilliant Uh, And we want to see that again. So we're working with the young people throughout the boroughs of London right now. Mm. And we're saying, look, let's equip each other. Let's grow in our relationship with God. Let's pray and let's invite our friends and let's see revival. That's what we want to see. We want to see a shift across the capital, which will then pour out across the nation. Just young people in love with Jesus, on fire for Jesus, wanting to make him known. That's what we want because... um the, the social media is, has been taking a lot of their attention sure. and bring a lot of confusion. Some sure. of them end up being confused. And I feel like maybe you have to follow this other religion, this other thing. Mm-hmm. And yet a relationship with Christ Jesus is a personal relationship. It's not even a religion. Yes. So um, what did you, have you faced any kind of oppositions before you started it? Um, or just even what you said then about young people and they're just living off their phones and I think if we're honest even the adults can do that as well and I'm reminded of (laughs) the first thing sometimes I wake up in the morning to do is look at my phone but there's a scripture in Romans that says in Romans 12 do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds and that comes primarily through the word of God the Bible and so what we need to do is we need to as we enter into a relationship with God set our priorities right and I believe that young people they're after something genuine they're after something real and that is found in relationship with God through his son Jesus Christ so when they have that encounter they start changing their priorities Mm. and their focuses and that's when the truth will begin to set them free you know as they begin to understand who God's made them to be who God is what their purpose is in life and I think yeah we want to see young people really impacted because they struggle a lot with purpose they struggle a lot with knowing um what is my purpose here what Mm. do I need to do but just like you said if they're being equipped and them knowing who they knowing they've got Christ a God Jesus. who created yeah. them made them knitted them together in their mother's womb loves them has a purpose for their life wants them to live free from sin and alive in God yeah um have you faced any challenges ever since you started I think naturally <laughs> the UK has a funny relationship UK, with <laughs> with the with the Americans the concerts. <laughs> yeah the I pop, think the rock. <laughs> Yeah, I think early on when we were preparing for 
Franklin Graham to come to Blackpool in 2017. A lot of people didn't know Franklin's heart. They didn't know his ministry. They didn't know what he was bringing. But Franklin's been around now for a number of years. And every time he's come in, whether he's preaching the gospel on the Piers Morgan show or whether he's standing at the Excel Center preaching the gospel there, people are understanding his heart is that he loves the UK. He loves the people, the saints, the sinners. He will say, I'm a sinner just as much as you're a sinner. But we all have a God who loves us and we need to come back to him in relationship with him and that comes through repenting turning from our sin and putting our faith in Jesus Christ and so people are getting to know him so I would say even with this event in London now we we're not facing much opposition people know what we're about we know we preach the gospel and we're here we're loud and proud and we're not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe God is so amazing. Amen. We are looking forward to it. So, um, the God loves you tour. What do we expect this time? <laughs> I we just want you to come out. We want yes. you to invite your congregation, your friends, your family, your work colleagues. It's completely free. As I said, it's at the Excel Center. It's on Saturday, August twenty sixth. That's 26th a bank holiday August. weekend. And yeah, come along. Come along, come join us. Like I said, it's free, and we just want to see the place packed, filled, and we're gonna have a great time together. So how do they get the tickets from Eventsbrite? Or? No, there's there's no challenge whatsoever. It's literally just turn up and oh, we will make space up. for you. Listen, as you've heard, <laughs> <laughs> don't bring up excuses. That, oh, no I excuses are it. allowed. Just come on the 26th of August. That's correct. At what time? It starts at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. By, by the way, listeners, I was there last time. I was blessed. I told you I was in heaven. <laughs> so don't miss out. This time it's going to be, to be more because we always move from glory to glory. Mm, Just like I've told you, come, purpose to be there. It's in August the 26th from 6 p.m. So don't miss out. If you're still confused about it, get in touch with us, G24 Radio, on our WhatsApp number. I'll read it to you. And then, yeah, we go and encounter Christ Jesus and also see others encountering Christ. Um, Just to add one more thing, what I love even about this conversation and the church at large is we're a family. We're all on the same team. We all love each other. We're all for each other. And that's the sense you get when you're in that place. When we gather around the name of Jesus, we're Mm. the body of Christ. It doesn't matter the denomination as long as we can center around Christ crucified. We're good. And it's beautiful to see the church come together with such a voice and such a strength to worship Jesus and make him known. And, and that, that strengthens the body of Christ Amen. more. And with, with that unity. Yes. And actually in the spiritual world, we are conquering the more. Amen. <laughs> because Jesus we've come, all, we're all one. That's it. Jesus said, when, when you yeah. are one, the world will believe. We thank the Lord. Um, so um, right now, I want you to encourage Christians, evangelists mm. out there, some of them maybe have given up, some of them have been, um, maybe they've been offended and they say, I don't want to do this, this thing anymore. Yeah. So encourage them, then we'll pray for them. Amen. Yeah, for all of you listening, I just want to really just encourage you in this moment. First of all, just the simple gospel that God loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you upon a rugged cross and Jesus did not remain in the grave. We read and we know that he rose again three days later. He ascended to heaven and he sent his Holy Spirit who is to be with you today, your friend. So I just ask as you're listening right now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fill the lives, fill the hearts of every listener. Lord God, I pray that you would uh, give them fresh vision for what you have for them. 
I believe for each and every one of you that are listening as Christians, you have been chosen for such a time as this. And God desires to use you. He desires not for you just to warm a seat in your church, but he desires you to be a witness, to bring him glory, to share his name with the nations. And so I feel for some of you, you just need to shake off some disappointments. You need to shake off some hurt and you just need to get things back on with God. And so we just release you this evening on this Sunday evening to uh, just again just draw a line in the sand and say I'm stepping forward into everything that God has for me you may have never seen yourself as an evangelist you may say well Reuben I'm just an introvert but I also believe that God is wanting to raise up introverted evangelists because those that are quieter those that are more timid those that may not perceive themselves as having the gift of the gab for those people they can speak to others and equip and encourage others and say hey I've walked in your shoes and I know what it feels like but you can share your faith. So I want to encourage you and I want to pray that you would have a fresh hunger and desire for the word of God. I want to pray that you would encounter his love and his presence like never before. And I pray that if there's any sin or any weights in your life that are holding you back and tangling you up, I pray that you would just release them in the name of Jesus, that you would step into your victory that's found in Jesus Christ and that you would be used mightily by him. And if there's finally anybody that's listening right now that doesn't know Jesus, I want to encourage you to make a choice, make a decision right now to step into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Romans 5 verse 8 says that God demonstrates his love in this, that whilst you were a sinner, Christ died. It doesn't matter how far you feel from God. He loves you. He's for you. He wants to forgive you of your sin. So you can turn to him right now and your life will be changed forever. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Robin. Um, I am blessed um, by you coming, and I know that the listeners are blessed. So, um, Robin, how do we get your book? Those my li- our listeners who yeah, don't, sure. don't know about the book, yes. I would say you can find it on Amazon. Just search either Ruben Morley or The Introverted Evangelist. And even if you want to speak to me directly, you can find me on Instagram. On Instagram. And just search Ruben JM. It's R-E-U-B-E-N-J-M. And follow me, I'll follow you. We'll message each other, we'll encourage each other, and we'll get this thing on and share the gospel. Amen. Our listeners, don't miss out on that book. I'm having fun, (laughs) but learning at the same time. So it's called The Introverted Evangelist. Especially those who feel like you can't speak out. You feel like you're not bold enough to speak out. Yeah, sometimes I can be talkative, but when I'm not bold (laughs) to to, to bring the gospel yeah but yeah so this book is here to help you so get it from amazon or you get it from ruben's instagram you can get in touch with him Mm. on instagram which is ruben gm yes and then yeah but if you feel you're still not getting ruben you can get in touch with us on our studio line which is 0776058-7103 all on our social media handles we're just here for you to inspire you and to put a smile onto your face that's um wage it for radio london and yeah thank you so much for coming thank you for having ruben. me i feel to blessed such, being here <laughs> it's such a great honor to host you today on my story your Thank story. you so much. And I know that we have not remained the same. Our listeners, for those who have just tuned in, we had Robin, and Robin is working with Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and is also the author of the book, The Introverted Evangelist. 
get it on Amazon. And um, yeah, if you, you you can't just get in touch with us. We want to say that we love you so much. And just stay tuned to Jitun for Radio. We're going to leave you with the beautiful sounds of More Than Enough by Anita Wilson. We wish you a blessed, fruitful week and enjoy the rest of the Sunday evening. Don't forget, my story, your story is every Sunday at 9 p.m. We love you and God bless you. G24 Radio. Inspiring lives, building smiles.